This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. So, um, when I quit my day job, it was like nine years ago and I was just like a big glorified freelancer trying to make something of it. And we experienced some, you know, fortunate success early on. It was cool. Um, but we wanted to grow it into something bigger and more substantial. And, you know, Harris came along, my business partner and really, really cool guy. Um, and like a no pressure kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's like, you, you be yourself to do your thing and you know um which is great for me and like around three years ago we um started we were going to talk talking about him coming into the business he was like oh we'll just invest in dfas we called it dennis real art studios dfas and um i said all right well i have this idea for this podcast and he's like, what's a podcast? You know? Yeah. I was like, well, it's, you know, I paint a lot and you, know, you get tired of listening to music a lot and, you know, the same thing over and over sometimes. And it's like, I started listening to podcasts, obviously Rogan and a few others. And, mm-hmm. you know, I started thinking this would be cool to do one of these. And we were out in Coral Springs at the time. So you can imagine most of my customers they're out here or they're in Miami or Jupiter or Palm Beach and stuff like that. So when they would drive all the way out to Coral Springs to the Everglades, basically, we made, always made <laughs> yeah. a joke. And say, yeah. oh, sorry, you, thanks for coming to the Tour Everglades yeah. studio. And um, so we were like, you know, everyone wanted to get their money's worth when they drove out. Like, So they weren't just going to be like, hey, well, here's the thing I needed to give you or whatever. Just be there for five minutes. Like, I drew, it took me an hour to get here. You know, I'm going to hang out and talk to you for a while. So yeah. I would have the best conversations with people. And we work with a bunch of interesting people. You know, you're talking about like even you know, this is why I wanted to have you guys on the show today. You're talking about people who just make their living on the water. They're not in a cubicle. They're 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 out and they're following their passion. They're following their dream. And they're making a living out of following their passion. 
And this is a, this is a big thing of what the show is about is to spotlight people who are doing that and following their natural path in life. Um, so we figured let's let's start a show. We were thinking about what to name it, and we thought, oh, the live well it might be a cool one, but it was too fishing based because I didn't want it to be all about fishing, right? So I wanted to be broader than that. And um, my wife was like, well, everyone that's coming on the show, how are they connected to you? I thought about it. I'm like, well, water. She's like, well, name it that. Connected by water. So oh, that's great. It's great. So I called Harris. And I said, hey, I got a name for the podcast. And he goes, that's great. And I said, no, but I want to name the whole company that. Let's just start mm-hmm. a new company. Let's scrap DFAS and we'll just start Connected by Water. And that's how Connected by Water was born. So it was born from an idea of it's like it goes beyond just art. And lately our thing has been the seven C's. So um, and I mean seven C, the letter C. Oh, uh, okay. Right? Okay. So it's uh, to see if I can remember them because we just, we just kind of came up with this. Uh, so I've been trying to like memorize this. So it's creativity, culture, conservation coastlines oh my god i'm getting stuck you're gonna need like a little cheat sheet i have it i have it on my phone i'm trying not to look at it it's a creativity culture coastlines conservation clean water culture um, culture community charity community charity Um, there you go we we got to throw charity you would be a good one hold on i got it here Let let me see let me bring it up here so it is my glasses back on because <laughs> uh, I'm an old man. Uh, right? Community connection, culture, coastlines, conservation, creativity, and clean water. Those nice, are the seven. Nice. So that's what the show's about, right? So and which um, that's why you guys are here because right? you guys check a lot of those boxes, right? Um, I want to uh, start off the show by introducing you guys. All right, and to my right here is Will. Right across from me is Tally. Yep, and Brad. Yes. Right. So, and uh, you guys are from behind us in Sands Harbor, mm-hmm. right? And and you guys run an interesting business, right? And so, what's the name of the business? So, what we're talking about is Thresher Aquatics. Okay. That's the nonprofit. I drive the boats over okay. there. Gotcha. So I kind of bounce between both of them, two part-time jobs. All right. So. Th- the Thresher Aquatics is not behind us here now? No. Okay, where no. is that? All over. Um, All I mean, over. we go out of Pompano, we go out of Boynton, okay. we go to Bimini, we go down to Key Largo. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we travel to dive, um, but we are local. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, I want to welcome you guys to the Connected by Water podcast, powered by Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge Cheap Room, and fueled by our very good friends at Papa's Pilar Rum. Remind us never to be a spectator, and you guys are absolutely not spectators. You guys are making it happen. Yep. Um, I want to also mention our Starbright program here. And every week we are pledged um, to Starbright that we want to focus and spotlight on do gooders in our community. And, you know, the real reason that we are working with them is because we believe in coastal conservation. Uh, but as you we just said community is also one of our seven C's mm-hmm. and we are working with Starbright. We're working with Derek Redwine and Corey Redwine, our good friends up in um, Merritt Island area in Indian river lagoon. And they're really, you know, we explain on the show many times, they're very much on coastal conservation minded. Um, and we are rewarding the do-gooder of the week, hashtag do-gooder 
um, on our show. So awesome. Yeah. So it just so happens that you guys are our do-gooders of the week. So appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, and we're going to get into why. So I, I want those of you who are hearing the fact that we're announcing them as our do-gooders and I, and I want to, you guys to listen to this episode and figure out why inside of our, you're going to get the boat wash. You're going to get the degreaser. You're going to, it's like $200 worth of stuff in, in this, in this bucket. So um, congratulations to you guys. But before I really, really congratulate you, I want to kind of get into why we're congratulating them. Right. So um, this is the first time we're meeting. Right. And mm-hmm. I love, and I say this a lot. I love meeting people on the show for the first time because to me those are some of the best conversations those first conversations so um already we're getting such a great vibe from you guys you know when you guys were first coming in it's been like pretty cool having you guys here and kind of hanging out with you a little bit before the show but we didn't really get into uh the thresher aquatic stuff Mm -hmm. um so why don't you guys tell me a little bit about it sure Go for it first. Brad. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me. It is a 501c nonprofit mm-hmm. and we do adaptive scuba, which is taking people with disabilities scuba diving. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what we do for, for me being in the dive industry for a long time. Um, it's a really, really cool niche that I didn't really know that existed until I did. Mm-hmm. And once I found it, it was a no brainer. Um, yeah. You know, depending on what you get into, whether it's spear fishing tech diving photography right everybody's down there for a purpose mm-hmm. and um you know looking for a challenge looking to kind of break the mold and um as far as adaptive scuba i mean and i might be a little biased but in my opinion i think it's the coolest niche out there mm-hmm. um, because you you just get to help people and it's super cliche to say but we get just as much out of it as our adaptive divers sure. you know it yeah. keeps us humble puts things into perspective for us, mm-hmm. um, not to take things for granted, things like that. And then, um, you know, not only the adaptive divers and the adaptive dive buddies and the instructors, but the families, it's unbelievable, you know, something that they can go out with their, you know, loved ones that normally wouldn't, you know, they can't really do a lot of adventurous stuff. Um, so to give them that opportunity to you know, just get out of the house and go do something and, and go enjoy something as epic as scuba diving that, you know, they didn't think it was a possibility at all. hundred percent. I mean, when mm-hmm. um, Nick and Yanni told me about you guys and like, Hey, why don't we bring these guys on the show? I'm like, yeah, that's perfect for this show. You know, because mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely, we like, you know, bringing on guys that give back, you know, organizations that give back or, or do good in the community, obviously. Um, but we talk about this on the show sometimes about, you know, when you give back the reward to that, you know, the intrinsic reward that you receive back is it's it's such a great feeling. Um, you know, money is fleeting, finances are fleeting, you know, and good times you go out with friend that's all fleeting, but when you give back and that feeling is forever, Mm -hmm. you know, and and you can really base a lot of your character on that. And and that in itself is just very rewarding, but why, why did, what was the moment when you realized that, like, is there some path in your life that took you this way that you can specifically point to? Well, for me personally, I was living and working in Indonesia on an island near Bali and we had a gentleman that had cerebral palsy and he was pretty much full quadriplegic and Mm -hmm. he was Australian a lot of Australians holiday over in Bali and he just had this crazy group of friends Mm -hmm. and they took him skydiving 
yeah. rock climbing, scuba diving. And I mean, he was communicating through blinks. And up until that moment, wow. um, that was when I became a dive professional. I went over there to become an instructor. And uh, I was, it was by far the best dive that I'd ever been a part of. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of hook, line, and sinker for me. Um, it, it took a little while coming back to the States to, to figure out who was doing it and um, getting involved. But it, it really just takes one time. Right. To, you know, you, you connect with, with the diver, the adaptive diver so much that, I mean, it's super addicting. I warn people like fair warning it, that you, this is going to be your new thing and yeah. everybody wants to be a part of it. You know, I work on the boats over there and I mean, my boss gets mad at me because he thinks I poach all of the crew, Oh really? but they just want, he's like, <laughs> I might have to shut down when you guys go to Bimini because I don't have any employees. But it's like that, you know, I mean, same thing with Nick and Yanni, you know, like they're super busy and they're super willing to give up a Saturday and, and go volunteer. Right. And, you know, there's a reason for that. And it is like, yeah, what you get out of it. And then you see how much it helps them. It's crazy. For sure. How'd yep. you get roped into this? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I'm pretty much a shark diver and these guys did a shark dive the one time. Okay. And I just happened to see it on Facebook and immediately I was well, what's this about? Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I got in touch with Brad. Brad knew me from the boats in the area and stuff like that. And I just kind of got a little bit involved here and there at some DSEs and stuff like that. And uh, this past year, I lost my father, like, pretty suddenly. And it was... Really? Got back... I lost my dad, too, this past year. Yeah. It's kind of... It's a gut punch. I hear you. You know? I mean, it's something completely out of the blue. I was out in Mexico. I had to come back, like, in the Pacific. We got back. I luckily got to see him. Mm -hmm. uh, got back down here after the funeral and stuff and kind of got with these guys again. I was kind of get more involved, and I went over to Bimini with them, and I met a girl named Lauren, and she was just super excited about a shark dive in Bimini mm -hmm. um, and just getting up to pair with her, and it was just kind of the way everybody talked about my dad and, like, how many lives he impacted and stuff like that, and it was just like... Uh, it, it just worked out at that moment and just seeing the joy on her face over just like one shark dive. And unfortunately we got kind of blown out with the weather, but we got mm -hmm. that one dive in and it was like her entire weekend was made just by that. And yeah. so seeing that reaction from her, it, it just, I mean, it's hard to even put into words. You just kind of feel it and stuff like that. Sure. So it, it just, <laughs> yeah, no, you're pretty much locked in after that, and that's kind of I was hooked, look, hook, hook, line, and sinker at that point. Basically, yeah. you know, I, I can really, I mean, I can relate to, you know, that I have a, a quadriplegic cousin, and his name is Rick, and we, we thought he wasn't going to make it past, you know, thirty, and he's like, he just had his sixtieth birthday recently, and you know, great to see, um, him still going and everything, but you know. My uncle John, God rest his soul, his father, um, started Happy, which is a handicap artist painting productions in you, which was an artist um, community of you know some of them are painting. They can only move their head. They're mm -hmm. painting with the the headset, and it, Rick painted with his mouth and the amazing paintings. You know, you know, all things considered, they're still amazing paintings. Um, you know, some people are painting with their toes and their feet. It was just incredible. Um, to see not only the work that they produce, but just what they built and providing a place for them um, to go and to come. And I can only imagine, I was talking to Nick and Yanni before before you guys even came, I'm like, man, if someone that's like quadriplegic, you put them 20 feet underwater, it's got to be like the greatest experience of their life. 
I mean, just as you, because you're take all they see is what's in front of them all the time or the ceiling half the time, right? You're and not it, dealing with gravity. Yeah, yeah and you're not so. dealing with gravity, and you're you're changing their entire perspective. It's like you're putting them, you know, in another universe. You know, my big thing is everybody thinks I'm crazy for diving with sharks, but then to take somebody that has cerebral palsy mm-hmm. and we're bringing her down in a full face mask, she can't really use her her legs or arms very well, and we're shark diving with her, like. Mm-hmm. Not many people get the shark diving. We're taking yeah. somebody with cerebral palsy shark diving, and it's mm-hmm. just like it, it's just amazing. I mean, you can't yeah. describe it until you see it or you're there, and then you see their face, and it's your whole world changes from something like that. I think. And Lauren is a shark junkie. I was she is, yes. driving her, and I was like, "Okay, Lauren, how how close do you want to get to the shark?" She's like, "Oh, right on top of them." So I was literally <laughs> swimming her around, like blocking the reef sharks. From mm-hmm. me, I mean, she's within five feet of them, and I mean, she, she just had like the best time of her yeah. life for sure. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. that's cool. <laughs> yeah, how long you guys? How you? How long you been uh, roped in with these guys? I keep saying roped. I don't know why, but she pretty much roped us in. Is, yeah, is the actual yeah. like. All right, so explain yeah. to me the dynamic then. <laughs> well, it's kind of a cult. Right. <laughs> I make everybody stay once they get here. Um, I started this. I think it was. It was in March of 2020, so it was only a couple of days before everything oh, shut wow. down. Yeah, and I had previously been involved with um, another adaptive dive organization, so I've been doing this for quite a long time since my mid to early 20s. Mm-hmm. And we decided to branch out and do our own thing. I came up with the name one day. We started everything going. I think Brad's been with me basically from day one, and he won't toot his own horn, but I couldn't do it without him or Tally. He does all of our training and the teamwork makes the dream work, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. is definitely my right hand. Um, but it's just always been something I loved. My grandma actually got me into it when I was in my twenties and decided I was going to be a dive master and a boat captain. She told me I was mm-hmm. going to have to do something good with it, and she found this, and I loved it. Yeah. And I also have, um, like, my best friend has CP. Her and her twin sister. My mom had a brain aneurysm. My dad. Um, my dad and grandpa have or had PTSD, one from Vietnam, one from World War II. And um, I also have a niece with CP. So it's disabilities are kind of a big thing in my it's family home. and yeah. life. And it's just so much fun yeah. to go out and see everybody. Like there's not a trip. And I was trying really hard not to cry today. But there's <laughs> it's going to no- happen. <laughs> you can cry. You can cry. It's okay. I should have brought tissue. Here, you can apply on the Polar flag. <laughs> there's not a trip that I go out on or come down and see the guys on where I don't I, I've never been more proud of a group of people like just yeah. seeing everybody together and they're giving up their time and their vacation days and I mean well we cover a lot of costs you're still you're taking up your time to do this to go to Bimini with us for a week and the camaraderie and the way everybody comes together is just amazing mm-hmm. how I, long ago did you you started this in, in March of 2020 you said wow that's great so yeah. so in, in a matter of like almost well two and a half years time well not even two and a half close to two and a half but so you've grown this dream of yours right to to be something that's like on its own like power and path at this point right yeah oh absolutely I mean, yeah mm-hmm. that's and great it was definitely a team effort there yeah this wouldn't be where it is at all if it was just me sitting there you're getting a lot of customers a lot of people coming or i mean how how's that working out right now well you know it's 
there always needs to be a strong foundation, right? Mm -hmm. And that comes with the adaptive dive buddies, right? So they're the ones that are in charge in the water and providing a safe experience. Okay. And we are really blessed that there's just a really awesome group of divers in South Florida that want to be a part of it. And, and me working on the boats doesn't hurt mm -hmm. that I kind of get to cherry pick a little bit with, um, if I see that an instructor, instructor has, um, just like presence and no ego and he's a good instructor or she's a good instructor and then the kicker do i want to go have a beer with them afterwards mm -hmm. right like building a good culture around like-minded people that are here for fun like no drama and um yeah so it's such an easy sell i mean honestly like people are like why haven't you asked me to do this yet i'm like oh i don't i thought you were busy you know mm -hmm. but um so yeah now that it has the following that it does everybody wants to get involved as far as like instructors so we just went out on a scuba time um a couple of days ago and up in boyton and we had 20 people on there and we had six adaptive divers and i'd say 90 percent of the buddies were actually instructors oh so wow. i mean so a with, knowledgeable crew yeah i mean it was probably the safest boat that's ever been out you know like as mm -hmm. far as like if anything goes wrong that's the boat that you want to be on it's, How fu it, it's funny he's saying that because i was reviewing footage that i took from okay. the, the dive yesterday and i was literally saying to myself i'm looking at photos and footage i'm like this is basically the who's who mm -hmm. of south florida diving industry right now so he is cherry picking yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, like it's 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 growing it's like the who's who i mean it's i mean it's not we have everybody from instructors uh rebreathers um first responders it's 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 high and i can only imagine that that they're feeling that reward them I mean, this is why they're doing it right for sure I and mean, you know i don't want to give the wrong message either with like you have to be top shelf no dust mm -hmm. but like we're so inclusive right so like i love that no matter what your disability is we will take you diving you know, as long as it's signed off by the doctor obviously sure so you know a lot of groups focus on veterans and stuff like that but um we're yeah give us give us everybody um yeah. and then as far as the volunteers no matter what your skill level is we will still find a place with you now i might not put you in a lead position with a quadriplegic but hey maybe i'll you'll carry the dive flag or here's a GoPro mm -hmm. see if you can get some good footage. So yeah, no matter what your place is in the industry, um, even if you're not certified, we'll work with you to get up to that level because that's what we're finding a lot with um, families, friends, things like that. They want, they see, you know, my husband, case in point, uh, a gentleman, Alex, he works down in Miami for the police department, six foot seven, 230 or 330 pounds. Little guy. Big boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we gotta rethink our uh process there with now. We might need yeah. we might need to dab it. I don't know. But <laughs> it's been going well so far. But like his wife wants to get certified. Okay. Like awesome, cool. We can provide that with you. Are you all instructors? I am not. You're not an instructor. I'm probably like the lowest level. I'm just a dive master for the group. Oh, the, the master is the low level? Yeah. 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 You, I'm a dive master. You're a master, yeah. That's right, why so they give me the peons. GoPro. They, they, I get the GoPro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we teach through SDI. Um, I've found that they're just as far as like price point and um, just the amount of trust they give their instructors, right? As long as you meet the minimum requirements, they're happy. You know, like the big thing that we have to deal with is, and it's a cliche saying is adapt and overcome. Mm -hmm. So like not 
any class is the same, right? And every adaptive diver, I mean, you talk about like a kid with autism, right? Like, well, it's such a broad spectrum, right? So all of our adaptive divers have so different needs that, you know, we've got to kind of reshape the class a little bit. And um, SDI is cool with that as long as we're meeting those minimum requirements. And then, yeah, so Thresher Aquatics is an SDI facility. So with that, we're able to offer a really awesome price point. Mm -hmm. um, so we, you know, Will and I and Tally, we have a really bad habit of just giving everything away. You know, like I teach for free. Um, and I don't know how sustainable it is, but <laughs> we're still so far it's been okay. But I can't like take us somebody with a disability's money, you know, like they've got I hospital bills and all this stuff. And like if we can just provide them this little slice of life like underwater and they don't have to worry about finances. Yeah. I mean, it's way worth it. And I then, mean, wow, that this is definitely something especially in light of what you just said, that's something that really needs to be supported by everybody. I mean, yeah. are, are you um, and if, if I'm going to go have a pineapple moment about, about our, um, <laughs> you know, I don't want to dig too deep into like, you know, the business aspect of what you do if you, if you don't want to, but I would imagine that you guys should be eligible for some like financing for support or maybe some grant work and stuff like that. I mean, only fans. Only, you know, big, big <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's him, right? Yeah. Right. Pineapple Brad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dive master. <laughs> Will could answer more of that. I yeah. mean, we do a lot. We apply for a lot of grants, but yeah. most of it is through private donations is what we Most we of it's private. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the only reason I wanted to bring that up is because perhaps this could be used as a platform to maybe get that out there and say, hey, these guys need money. These guys need assistance. These guys need help. You know, if you are made, since you're saying it's through private donations, and that's perfect for me to now say, help these guys oh, out we'll, you know, we will always always yeah, take sure. the money yes. because it's as you know diving is not cheap anything underwater is no not cheap, and so. with the gas it's, prices have increased too i'm sure that's mm -hmm. not helping at all either yeah yeah you know but i mean you guys are doing definitely an admirable thing um and, and just from meeting you guys before and then talking to you now it's it's like i'm not surprised that you're now saying like oh, i'm not really taking money from them and you know so that's it's outstanding, but still, you know, not sustainable. It's just like you said. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if you're going to continue to do this and you guys are going to need some help and we want to help support that in any way we possibly can. So Thank you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so take me through a little bit of like, like how deep are you diving with them? What are the kind of the ergonomics of this? Yeah, so it's really not that different than like normal scuba. Okay. Um, they're they're going to do the same academics. Okay. Right. So now the way the world is, is e-learning, right? The mm -hmm. days of the textbook and classrooms are long gone, right? So, um, but once again, with SDI, we're able to get really cheap. I don't want to say cheap, um, inexpensive uh, e-learning codes, which is great. So they're going to go through that course and then same standard supply i mean if it's somebody in a full face mask you mean take them like a 20 foot dive well, or like a 30 foot dive i mean we'll, we'll start with the like, the confined water yeah right? yeah so what's don't, it? Two, you two, doing any pool dives with that, them that's like what we call like confined yeah. water okay. yes. well i know you're scuba certified right <clears throat> yeah but i haven't been down in a long time we'll work on that but yeah, yeah. So. but it's baby steps right so yeah right. they go in the pool and then most of the time the next dive will be like tiger tail lake or blue heron bridge mm -hmm. and we'll slowly build them up to depth um, but you know, we do nice and shallow stuff. We're so blessed here mm -hmm. in Bimini too, that there's just killer reefs around and, you know, Bimini, they've got the Sapona wreck, which is, right. 
you know, above, you know, above water and in water rec, which is great. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're definitely not like hot dropping down to 120 feet. We're keeping yeah. it safe, but, um, what's the big deep one on shipwreck park? I mean, lady luck, the lady luck. Yeah. yeah so the, anyone's going down there. Yeah. So that's, that's like 130, that's in my isn't it? Too. Yeah. 130 to the sand. Yeah. But yeah, that that's in my notes. Cause yeah, shipwreck park are amazing and they're doing, um, they're helping with Wahoo Bay. Okay. It's wahoobay.org yep. and Thresher's actually, uh, one of their sponsors. Because oh, very cool. Yeah, they're going to make They're doing it great things with Wahoo Bay. Awesome. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I do want to talk about that. I was just at the 75th anniversary gala for the Chamber of Commerce, and um, Tommy DiGiorgio was there, um, who's one of the head guys at Wahoo Bay, and mm -hmm. they did a feature on it. And I was blown away by the amount of the the different universities that are getting together that are all kind of coming to Miami and FIU and FAU and are all kind of working together to make a lot of the science happen there. It's nuts. And, and you know, Shipwreck Park, I mean, there it's, you know, Okinawa, Lady Luck. Mm -hmm. Lady Luck is a constantly evolving piece of art. So I put the seahorses down on the bow. Oh, you did? With the team. Cool. We, we put the, the treasure chest next to the wheelhouse and we did, uh, you know, virtual reality for uh, the Riptide Music Fest and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I deal the poker for the underwater Lady Luck Poker Tournament. So Very I've been cool. involved with Shipwreck Park a long time just because Jeff Tarode, who owns the boats over there, mm -hmm. is a big part of it. Um, so them stepping up and doing Wahoo Bay, I mean, you live in this area. I mean, mm -hmm. what, a, what a waste of real estate. And to turn it into something cool, I mean, not only for kids and education, but what we're going to love about it is it's going to be completely accessible. Right. Which will be awesome. I mean, it'll definitely be tidal, just like Blue Heron Bridge. You got to go slack, high tide. Right. Um, it's shallow, and I think it's going to be accessible by a lot of young kids who, you know, this might be their first experience putting yeah. on a mask and a snorkel even. And the buoys are still there. We put the yeah. buoys down a couple months ago, and when I say we put them down, thinking about screwing in your umbrella in the sand. That's how we put the buoys in with, you know, just like three divers swimming it around as oh, deep wow. as, until we couldn't do it anymore. And yeah. They're all still there, which is awesome. Um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely a, lo a long haul project. I mm -hmm. think it'll be boat access in the beginning. And then eventually they'll build up the land part of it because it is kind of limited parking. But, I mean, what a, a cool thing for the city. To, yeah, no, you know, it's, it's really, outstanding. Really cool. I, yeah. I can't wait to see it all come to fruition, mm -hmm. you know, definitely. And, man, you guys really are present in your community, and this is this is outstanding. You know, and, and present in the underwater community, I mean, do, doing, a lot of, doing a lot of good there. Um, I want to ask you guys, right, and before I say anything, I come in peace, mm -hmm. right? But you mentioned that with the shark dives, mm -hmm. right? And you know that there's a lot of controversial things that I, are going on recently. I was going to try and stay away from that. Today. We don't have to. <laughs> no, 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 we, we don't have to. Yeah, no, no. Listen, I, I, no, I, I, all for it. All for it. I want to make it clear, right? That oh, this is a safe space. No, <laughs> <laughs> I want to make it clear that we're connected by water, yes. right? And we, and we live by those words, and we live by those standards, and we like to think that we represent everybody, right? And I don't want to take a one side of the approach on any of this. Um, I want to have open conversations because I think it's important to have open conversations with people. I don't think there needs to be an us versus them kind of aspect to it, to a lot of things. Um, I think that conversations about things like this are healthy, right? Because there's no doubt that there is a different type of shark issue going on for anglers and whether you believe in fishing at all or not, mm -hmm. that's another story. You know what I mean? But, um, but there's also, you know, 
there's other sides to it that you may see as well. So I want to very least so we always say that this is a fishing show that's not about fishing because primarily we're bringing on fishermen, but we're making an effort recently to bring on more divers because we are connected by water. We want to bring on more surfers and more paddleboarders and just more people that live life on the water in other ways. So um, I do want to open up the floor to you and allow you to say your piece. I I really have no, like, I, I'm not going to say I have peace to say. Um, I just think we all need to look at it from the same angle. We, as a diver, I get to see the underwater world. As a fisherman, you get to only see the top side of it. Mm-hmm. And a shark may be taking what you're trying to catch. And one of the things that I kind of always lean back on is, A, a healthy shark population is a healthy fish population. Um, when you're fishing and you're fishing for, let's just say tuna, for instance, mm-hmm. you catch a tuna, you're trying to fish for tuna. You hook a tuna, you are now essentially fishing for a shark. It's the same concept. It's just, you're kind of trying to reel that in faster. So the shark, cause you're, you have a bait out there. Mm-hmm. It's just now you caught a shark by accident, even though like you were shooting for a tuna does that make any sense? You know, there's, like if you're putting a jig in and you're trying to. There is no doubt, though, that in the recent years, like the last three years, it's gotten a lot worse. Now, when you say that, because I had this conversation with Brad yesterday, mm-hmm. actually, are you saying down here or in, in this area? In, in this in, area well, specifically? In, in Jupiter, Jupiter down to the Keys. Well, like that, in, that was in, the in, one thing that I had. I, I thought about when I had this conversation with Brad yesterday, actually. Right. I know I, people say, oh, worldwide shark, yeah, yeah, shark no, populations have no, no, no. been depleted. I, well, that may be. True I, in I, other I areas, and there might be other reasons why. But I, we're when we bring up the shark issue here, we, it, it's mainly we, Jupiter is what we're talking about. Yeah, I'm not, Jupiter is the worst part of it. Okay, yeah, yes. definitely for sure, I, and that's what I and that's where a lot of the controversy would come mm-hmm. in. I would say. Um, but Brad mentioned that years ago we had a, a large shark population down here, I believe, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think they were feeding down here at the time. Were you saying maybe possibly or? No. Maybe I, I don't know if they were feeding the sharks or whatever, but there was a large shark population down here at one point. Okay. If I go out diving right now, I'm not seeing the same African pompano, tunas, uh, black groupers, gag groupers. Mm-hmm. I'll see them in Jupiter all day long. I don't see them on a dive down here. I also don't see sharks like I would in Jupiter. I don't think that's... I think when you're in the Jupiter area, mm-hmm. it's a healthy fish population and the sharks are there for the fish. It's a, a food source. I mean, you could look to other things too, like the regulations that um were put on some of the shark long lining um some of the other regulations of the city they lifted the sandbar regulations and, and different things like that as to direct timeline aspects of those very con- like coincidental like that's when the shark problem started arising mm-hmm. um so there are other aspects to it rather than i think just following the food um some people wanted to bring up oh the shark divers and mm-hmm. stuff like that i don't really subscribe to that personally uh, I, and, I, and yeah. everybody's their own thing and i yeah. totally understand i mean i, I mean I, I get how people could say oh it's learned behavior and you know oh they want to come and they're well, with the plastic bottle thing or whatever to bring sharks around and stuff well like it's that. They're, they're known they're, they're coming in for vibration 100 percent. you know yeah, yeah. It, it's the vibration yeah, yeah. all that that's what they're coming in for. i don't think and that's increasing well my point is yeah. i don't think that's increasing shark populations because I, uh, feeding sharks isn't yeah, necessarily going to breed sharks i, I don't think feeding right? shark is increasing the population i think when i go out in, in the Jupiter area, and there's mm-hmm. like say three to five shark boats out there. Right. There's I'll go out on a weekend and I'll see fifty to sixty fishing boats. Mm-hmm. So if somebody has a fish on there, you're now you're ringing a dinner bell all day long because that fish is fighting and vibrating, and that's what's. I, I don't know if that's the 
limiting like the main factor but right when you see that many boats in one area and everybody's fishing you can't just blame it on people that are shark diving well it's it's a tough tough t uh conversation yeah, really? i mean it's like religion <laughs> or government because you feel how you feel and you're probably well, that, not going to get your mind changed and we joke around thing. a lot i'm on the other side of the spectrum where i don't really condone it that much either mm -hmm. i'm all about taking pictures leaving bubbles kind of thing let things be how they are now keep in mind i am a hypocrite because although i don't promote it we have done an adaptive dive on it so um but yeah, I joke with, with Tally saying, yeah, we used to see uh, sharks in Pompano all the time. Now they're all getting hand fed up in Jupiter. We don't see yeah. them anymore. But I mean, it's it's tough to really like sift through the science and the facts. And there's always, a di you know, it's like COVID, right? There's like, mm -hmm. you're hearing different things from different sides. You don't really know what to believe. All I can know is like anecdotally what I see. Yeah. And well, yeah. I personally feel that when people say, oh, the shark, populations are dwindling i'm like not right here they're not like not even remotely close and i can tell you firsthand as an as an angler as, and, as, and other anglers are i mean it's it was never gotten sharked like this before as in, like i mean i'm talking you're lucky like if you're gonna bring home like 25 percent of your catch now and we should never be like that i mean mm -hmm. these are times when i was a kid maybe once as i was a kid got sharked by something but now it's like every time you go out, it's, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's that it's, severe. It's a hot topic. And you honestly, know. something's got to give. Like, I mean, I will say that the fishing industry has been way more prevalent in a longer history in Jupiter. And now with multiple shark diving boats out there, something's got to give. I don't know if it's going to be with legislation or you know, just fishermen going out and shooting sharks, which is really, really sad, but that kind of. Is starting I can that's I can tell you I know there's been some talk about that about the whole oh we're gonna kill them all and everything mm -hmm. like that and I really think a lot of that's inflated yeah I I first hand I have hundreds and hundreds of like videos and photos of them like with bullet holes maimed but like knives or machetes we've seen them with like actually like still had uh, mm -hmm. a fillet knife there's, stuck in them I mean there's yeah, I see no that. doubt I see there's that. no doubt that there's anger about it yeah mm -hmm. right um the the I'm not going to deny that. There's, there's no doubt that there's, there, there are angry people about it, and you know, you're also talking about um, professional captains who are taking people out for their fishing trips, and their everything they're bringing in is getting yeah, eaten by and, sharks. And, 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 and those and guys, those guys Every, are obviously those trying to make affecting money. their livelihood, and mm -hmm. they're obviously getting disgruntled. They're obviously getting upset. Um, I can tell you right now for this shark tournament that everyone's mm -hmm. trying to be in. Mm -hmm. Everything has been approved by NOAA and the FWC, and you know, and I've seen conversations. I've been in conversations. People are talking about how no, they're, we're going to follow the strict letter of the law and everything that's required of us. We're only going to take what we're allowed to take. I think there's only allowed to be bull sharks right now for this mm -hmm. tournament. I, I saw that and, change, and, yep. and everyone is going to be like, no, we're not going to. They don't want to do anything wrong in this tournament because obviously they know they're being watched. Number one, mm -hmm. right, and number two, the, the, they're trying to make a point. To, to their cause you know and, and trying to understand you know, let people say no we do have a shark issue and that's really kind of the point of the tournament in their eyes mm -hmm. um so you know it's everyone thinks that it's this big shark kill event just you know just they're going to kill as many sharks as they, they can you're only well, allowed one per boat it, correct, anyway by correct. law but but right? like you said though like there's a big online presence on on their facebook mm -hmm. page even where they're right. claiming oh we're just gonna catch them stab them shoot them and drop them and that's that's coming directly from their page you know mm -hmm. they're they're making those comments so they're making it worse on themselves if they started from the beginning of this is what we're going to do 
And mm-hmm. just exactly as you said, I think it would be a little less blowback. Mm-hmm. But there is there there I, is I there, there is group that. out there yeah. trying to say this is what we're trying to do. We're just going to kill as many as we can, right. leave them down there, and we'll bring our one in. Uh, that's that. That's kind of. I don't think. I don't think anybody's going to. It's not going to happen. I could tell you, especially with yeah. all the controversy that's surrounding mm-hmm. the entire event. Like I, I don't think that. Um, I think you got a customer over here for. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. I don't think it's going to be as extreme as people are, I, are making the and, event out to be. Everyone wants to stop the event and get all pickety about it, and you know, it's it's um. But at the very least, you know, I, I want it to bring it up to you symbolically. To, symbolically speaking, um, between you know a representative of, I wouldn't even say I'm an extreme representative of this side of the aisle, but we do give it a voice on this show. Absolutely, right? and, and I and, totally but I, understand. But I at least wanted to say allow you to have your voice on the yeah. show too, because I don't think it's fair just to be like a soundboard just one direction. You soundboard in every direction. And, and I think one of the things that I I deal with because it's on the, on the feeding side, and I'm not mm-hmm. hiding that. And I don't. If I didn't have to feed a Nobody shark, hide I, I would be I would be okay with not feeding a shark. If mm-hmm. I could go down and see sharks all day long, right? The fact is, we could go down there and be down there for forty minutes, chumming. You know, uh, we call it like scraping. Mm-hmm. Still trying to get a shark in, and we're we're not getting anything in. When we do finally get one in, we're giving them like little pieces the size of this cup, if that. So it's not yeah. like we're sustaining their their cycle. You know, we're not feeding them. If it wasn't for us, they would. It's not like they're going to just die off or something. We're not giving them that much. Meanwhile, if somebody's fishing and they get a tuna or something, I'll just say, and that shark hits that, that's a full fish. We're taking down maybe one full fish and we might have a few different sharks. So mm-hmm. it's, I just, I just, I would prefer if people understood, usually what I do is I will say, have you ever been on a shark dive? Mm-hmm. Come on a shark dive, see what it's like. Cause people just think it's immediately, you're just throwing fish out, chumming blood all in the water, and it's nonstop feeding. It's not like that. It's it's not even close to that. It's they're calmly swimming around. If mm-hmm. one comes close to the crate, you may give it a piece. If they start to leave, shake it a little bit, bring them in a little closer before they leave and go off. It's just mm-hmm. to, it's to kind of keep them around. Um, I, I understand both angles. I mean, I, I'm, but I don't think a lot of people from the fishing side understand what's going on underneath. And I would love to take somebody out shark diving and just show them this is what we're mm-hmm. actually doing and maybe just get a different perspective of it. It's not. I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I don't even know if, let me, I, like I told you, I don't think that the shark diving per se is necessarily the big issue. I know I also, I do think that um, lines have been drawn in the sand, if you will. Right, and then maybe people want to say, "Oh, captains! Oh, shark divers!" Right? Okay, I get that. Right? Everyone wants to play for the Yankees, the Red Sox here. Yep. Right? No problem. All right. So let's put that aside for a second, and just say they're going to be mad. They're going to be mad. But I don't think what you're doing is illegal, as far as I as far as I know. As long as we're in federal waters. Right. As long as you're in federal waters. Right. And I don't think harvesting one shark is, a day like is, is illegal that's so le- that's i don't think anyone's too. anyone yep. doing anything illegal here um are some guys feeding sharks within federal waters sometimes maybe you know i don't know i don't know i, I think I'm, we're I'm, pretty strict about that yeah, at least i, 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 know, I, know. At least I know the boats i've been on yeah. it's been pretty strict that yeah we're definitely not dropping there and if anybody starts yeah. drifting close if there's a weird west push right it's that that dive is usually called if we get close yeah. to that, but we're never usually. Has anywhere someone near put that. a bullet in the shark? I mean, has someone put it? Yeah, I mean, it, it, 
they have, but by and large, it's not happening all the time. I do know that people are not harvesting as many sharks as they're allowed to take. Nobody wants to throw a bull shark on their deck. Mm-hmm. It's not a safe thing to do. Yeah. No, no, nor I, is yeah, it an easy thing no. to do. I mean, but you can't just cut the line and let it go, though, right? Well, I don't think I don't think people. Are, the problem is they're not eating your bait. They're just cutting your fish in half. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're taking your sixty pound wahoo and, yeah, and yeah, ripping yeah. them in half right at the boat at its weakest moment. You know, so I mean that's. What I really wanted to say was, to me, the bigger thing that's causing the shark population upgrade would be more the regulations on the sharking longliners, which was heavily regulated to begin with. Um, and I know there's a lot of people, call them shark lovers or what, what you will, they're going to be like, no, just you shouldn't be able to longline sharks. But it was regulated, and there was a lot of benefits that they were bringing to the table. And when people think about shark finning, the way it was done here was not the, those videos that you see coming out of the South Pacific where they're taking sharks up like that, finning them and, and dumping the live bodies so they're mud darts. You know what I mean? They're actually taking the whole shark. They're using the whole shark for benefit for other reasons. You know, and you know, yes, the fins, don't throw them away. You're going to use them, right, for, for whatever purpose. They could only be like 5% of the catch, though. Right. But real quick, I did want to make a comment on something. I heard you say a couple of times, like, the problem with how many sharks there are and they're taking fish mm-hmm. and money from captains is I think people are losing sight of the fact that that's their house that we're going into. So that's not your fish on the line. That's a fish that lives in the ocean. So technically, I mean, it's like if some I come into your house and grab a beer, well, I don't belong there, really. <laughs> well, I mean... I don't even know if I want to go down that road right now. Yeah, so, I'm not a conservationist at all. What we do is we look for that shark that can't see, the shark with the disability, and then we try to help them right. go scuba diving. Right. Thanks for bringing it back <laughs> around. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't want. I don't want to. You know, listen. Fishing is one of the greatest American traditions that sure. that there is. I mean, sure. I, I don't think you're gonna talk to an angler and say you can't fish. You no, know, and you, I don't you, think you, we're not trying to do that. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 would never I don't do. think, you know, and I, I, and I don't want to go down that road with you I, guys. I fish too. I mean? So, I mean, it's yeah. like, I'm not, so, I'm not I mean, saying that. It's just, I just think that everybody says, oh, there's a shark problem. I don't know if it's a problem. You know, it just, it's, it's their home. It's like right, she said, but right. well, we won't go down that angle. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it. just no a worries. risk you take with a sport. Like, yeah. you're, it's a lot riskier than it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's all I'm saying. A lot, a lot yeah, riskier than it used to be. It's a hot topic now. But yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, you're never going to never gonna convince anybody to change like your I opinion. Like I said, yeah. before I started talking about this, I yeah. come in peace. Yeah, so, for you sure. Know what I mean? But yeah. that has nothing to do with Thresher Aquatics. What we <laughs> nothing, no, nothing, nothing to do with No, no, no. These Thresher no, sharks. Listen, I wasn't, really like to shoot I wasn't sharks planning on bringing this up yeah, with you yeah, guys, yeah. but you said, you know, I, I know yeah. you're a shark diver and everything like that, and we're on. We're having a conversation. I just wanted, yeah. just I, wanted to bring I it I like to hear it from a, a fisherman, right? Yeah. Because I do hear a lot of the, the side from the divers, and although I might not, my opinion doesn't fall to their side. It's more mm-hmm. not that, you know, there is a, always a, a conflict between fishermen and divers because we have conflicting interests mm-hmm. down there. Um, for me, it's, you know, one love kill them with kindness for sure. But it is, you know, it's important that we all hear everybody's side so that, you know, I agree. hopefully we can meet somewhere near the middle, you know. I just don't think, ultimately my point is I just don't think that the stances have to be as extreme as they are from both sides mm-hmm. I, I think there's a happy medium that can that can be met i, 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 I would highly I, but agree I just, with that. i just think that people just need to 
have that perspective when they go into their conversations. Yeah. Everybody or, needs to know, just kind of dial listen, it back a little bit. Well, it's connected by water, and, right? Like, I listen, mean, listen, the fishermen can't expect divers to go away forever. And divers can't expect the fishermen yeah. to go away forever. Agreed. So it's not, not going to happen. It's never going to happen. Yeah. So there's got to be a happy meeting. That be we all get better, along. Got to be something very. Just level heads need to talk. Is what level heads need to, to talk. And all that I think the fishermen are trying to say is that it is an undeniable truth that there are more sharks out now. I mean, it's it, it happens. Listen, it it's, it happens a lot. That that's all I'm saying. It, and for whatever reason, that can be talked about till we're blue in the face. Sure. But you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we went down that road. So. No worries. Sorry. You're so, good. Yeah, no, 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 no worries. worries. Yeah, that's all good. The, um, I'm putting tally back. No, I'm just kidding. I know. That's in no. the matter here. I'm, I'm done. Just... <laughs> Damn it. You guys Kid. are a Starbright Duger. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got to find the harmony. You know? No, but listen. No, you got to find the harmony. You, yeah. you definitely do. And we're and, we're all and, out there. That's my thing. Like, even if a fisherman comes too close to my flag, like, I'm not going to yell and blow my air horn and, you know, cuss and stuff. It's like, Man, we're that fisherman that I cuss out today might I might need him in an emergency tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. we we're all out there working together. Let's, you know, work as a team. We'll have better results. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, so listen, in light of the shark diving, right? And you're talking about how often do you do you only did the one shark dive with with the kids? So, are they all kids? I mean, am I, am no, I speaking no, no, no. that term? It's like kids so, and adults, right? Yeah, kids and adults. Mainly uh, the kids, we do a Discover Scuba experience. Right. And that's m- mainly with kids with autism and Down syndrome that mm-hmm. are not going to be. So experience is the key word there, not certification, right? Mm-hmm. So they're not going to go through um, the certification process where, you know, if there's cognitive issues there, maybe they're not going to grasp the e-learning. So we just take them on an experience and that's a lot of the pool work. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as the adaptive diver goes, like that we're taking out into the ocean, that's young, old men, women, whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it, it's a crazy eclectic group. Like if you look around, not only with the volunteers, but also with our adaptive divers, I mean, it's, you want to talk about like cut from different cloth. Like, you know, we got retired air force pilots and then, you know, we got this guy that was an iron man, they got into an, uh, a bike accident and, you know, people that are born with their disabilities, people that got their d- disabilities from a car accident, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. So it's every walk of life. And, um, yeah, as far as the shark diving goes, so, we, yeah, we did the one with the hand fed up in Jupiter. Um, and then we do in Bimini, we do a baited shark dive near mm-hmm. the Sapona. Um, there we go out with uh, Neil Watson. You know, he's pretty much runs Bimini right mm-hmm. there. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better uh, partner to say. But it has to be an incredible experience for them to see that. Yeah, that, ab- ab- that absolutely beautiful animal. Yeah, right yeah. up, right up. Listen, and, I, I paint fish for a living, yeah. and we, I, I've dedicated been, my life to, to 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 recreating the marine species on canvas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, shark hater, no. You know what I mean? It's it's like it's yeah. it's a beautiful animal. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But uh, I'm not denying that at all. I mean, it's got to be a thrilling mm-hmm. experience for people to see that in front of them. And we've been trying to do the hammerheads in Bimini too. Okay. While, while we're over there, we just weather hasn't played nice with us every right. time we've tried it. So eventually, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll get it in eventually. That's got to be a different thing. Oh, completely. Yeah. Take me through that. The, a hammerhead dive? Yeah. Have you done one? I've done several of them, yeah. Okay. But we haven't done them with the adaptive divers yet. So that's yeah. that's going to be a little more is, logistical. Is it much more aggressive than 
No, that's actually no. what got me involved in shark diving. Uh, I'm originally from Pennsylvania, and I started diving just a few years ago. And mm-hmm. I went on a hammerhead dive, and shark came in, took some bait, and kind yeah. of circled around and went off, and I was just puzzled. Yeah. Like, why is this shark not coming after me? Why is he not looking at me? They're very, very tame, actually, okay. uh, on a feed. They're very, very right. tame. They're very skittish, They're usually. They're not tame on tarpon. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not at all. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely not at all. But, like, if for a diver, if a diver sees a great hammerhead, that thing is usually, boom, mm-hmm. gone in another direction. Yeah. Um, they're very mellow, but they're... They're so beautiful the way they swim. They come yeah. in so gracefully and stuff like that. It's 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 an experience. It's right. It basically changed my life seeing them, um, and that's how I got into the whole thing, at least with sharks anyway. Mm-hmm. But so we're trying to do that with the adaptive divers too, which is a lot more logistical because we got to kind of anchor on the bottom a little bit. Um, and usually that time of year, there's current. It's not smooth. Uh, when we go out, we kind of need it a little bit flatter just, just for transfers, getting them on and off the boat. Because if the boat's rocking and we're trying to get somebody up right. on top of the back platform, it's it makes it a little hard. You know, right. It's a safety issue. So we just got to be careful with stuff like that. But All right. That's probably the wrong time for the boat rocking. Don't come knocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, and, and don't let the name fool you, although it is Thresher Aquatics, you know, like uh, – which is sharky, obviously, and and Tally's a shark junkie. But yeah, we're not mm-hmm. all about sharks. Yeah, that's so, that's a very minor, minor. Sure. Minor, yeah. yeah minor, no, minor. I would imagine I just, not. Yeah. 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 You don't want to. Yeah. yeah. A lot of it's training. Um. A lot of it's just sightseeing. Uh. Tally's our social media director, so he comes up with the awesome footage. Mm-hmm. Um. And then conservation. You know. Um. Where there's a underwater pier cleanup down at Anglin Pier. Okay. Um, I believe it's July 30th. It's the Saturday after mini season. So they'll shut the pier down and we'll go down there and uh, clean up all the monofilament and stuff like that. And Thresher is going to be some topside support. Perfect. Might be counterproductive to have right there, adaptive divers. Right there, qualifies you for the do-gooder award alone. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So yeah, conservation like is it. definitely something big that we're, we're trying to bring into the group. Um, yeah. Because, you know, we, we got to protect it in what better way. I really think, though, in light of what we discussed you know, a few minutes ago, I mean, that really is the common thread I think that we could all take out of anything that we do together. You want to bring things that bring us together rather than tear us apart, right? Mm-hmm. I think the conservation, as- oh, conservation aspect sure. is something everybody should get on board. Yeah. And usually does, yeah. especially those who are making a living on it. I mean, if we're, Bouncer Smith said it best, I think, on the, on the last episode that we had him on um, – Duck hunters are going to be the ones that care the most about the ducks. The deer hunters are going to yeah. be the ones at Costa Mira, you know, you care about the the deer and the. So, like, whatever you're making your world in, you're going to care more about conserving that than than most people would, or, or just your every weekend warrior, or whatever, like that. So, you know, good on you guys for, for a, a balanced, healthy ocean helps everybody. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um, I want to ask you. Is there one that really got you guys? What do you mean by got? Like in the feels. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 emotional. It really, really is when we go on these dives, and uh, it's it's you just got to let it out. I mean, it's funny. The, yeah. the, the girls joke about crying underwater, you know, because it is such a such beautiful moments yeah. and. You know, for me, you know, the dive in Indonesia, but also we, we work with a, a gentleman named Larry, Larry Yates, and he's just, oh my gosh, he's incredible. And I think Nick and Yanni know him. Yeah, yep, they're both smiling. Yep. And ah, this guy, I mean, he takes like three buses down 
from West Palm Beach to Fort Lauderdale to, to do just to dive in the pool for like a half an hour. He's so determined. And um, yeah, so I took him diving at Blue Heron Bridge and I helped mm-hmm. with the certification. And, you know, one of our things is, is definitely um, not holding hands, not coddling, right? That's not what we're there for. I like to let people figure out what their limits are and, and get that sense of accomplishment, right? Like I did this on my own, right? Like that's a big part of it. For sure. Them. And I, you know, one of the, the skills is remove and replace your BCD underwater. And I watched this guy struggle underwater, wrestling his gear for about 20 minutes. And I mean, it took every, that must've been tough to watch. Oh yeah. It, I mean, it, I just, it, if, if, if I you just, watched it from an outside perspective and didn't know what was going on, you would yeah. think we were just like, we're God, torturing the guy, yeah. like yeah. help him, help him out, help him out, please. He's drowning. Yeah. And it's, that's not the case. I would not dare, <laughs> dare grab that yeah. shoulder strap yeah. and help him because how dare I take that away from him? You know? Um, so he was for me that sold, uh, like locally, mm-hmm. like really like just hit the nail in, you know, like, all right, this is what I want to do because watching this guy work and how, I mean, the resiliency is unbelievable. If I was in his position, I'd probably, you know, pity party with a bottle, you know, this guy's going out and you know, what these guys and girls do is incredible. And, you know, there's adaptive everything. There's, we go up, Will and I went up to Lake Worth and watched, I call it murder ball, but it's quadriplegic wheelchair rugby. Stop and, it. And these guys, they have got like custom steel chairs and they slam into each Wait, other. It's serious. It's nuts. I refuse. They wanted to get me wheelchair in. So, rugby. And people have a, you know, a, a wrong impression of the word quadriplegic, right? So, you know, you can be a full quad, which means that you're paralyzed from the neck down, but you can be a partial quad as well, which means that you just have problems with all four appendages, right? right. So these guys are still able to maneuver in a wheelchair. And it's not, oh, okay. it's nuts, man. It when it, I mean, nothing for nothing. When I think quadriplegic, my cousin Rick is full, full on. Yeah. You know, he can't, like, he's got to move his wheelchair with his, yeah. with the, the thing he blows into the right. left and the and, right. And some yeah. of our divers are too, for sure. And, you know, those are when it, you bring in the full face mask and stuff. But yeah, I mean, there's adaptive horseback riding adaptive golf you name it one of our guys he's doing the adaptive tennis adaptive tennis but you know what's so funny and what i love about thresher is because these guys are just slamming into each other in these chairs it's insane and like i didn't even want to get in the chair i'm like you guys are going to kill me (laughs) and we tell them that we can take them scuba diving and they think it's the craziest concept in the world yeah and they're like no way i can go scuba diving no way i'm like Dude, what you're doing now is like way more dangerous and challenging than what we're going to take you to go do. And so really the, if, if you have an open wound, that's going to disqualify you. Right. But besides that, I mean, and then seizures, seizures. yeah. but besides that, we will take you diving. It really, I mean, no matter so great what you guys do in a trach, we haven't figured out the trachs yet. Trach would be tough. Yeah. I mean, we've even like, I've, yeah, I love I, that you said, yeah, yeah, well, I've yeah, that is the key cat yeah. batted around the idea of a dry suit with somebody with, a, we have a, a, a kid, Justin, who's got open wounds. That's really wants to go, but you know, obviously putting him in a wetsuit and put him in the water the you know, the wound isn't going to be, um, happy, but yeah, I mean, we've even talked about putting him in a dry suit, but that's, you know, pretty kind of shooting from the hip there, but wow. uh, we've talked about it. So we'll see. Wow. Yeah. Fabulous work, guys. Thank you. 
Yep. Will, Thank Will, you. Will hates me now. Why? <laughs> Cut her off on the whole shark dive. <laughs> oh, I don't care. Come on. Listen, connected by water, right? Yes, I mean, that's, that's it, what man. it's all about. Totally. Right? And so, I mean, we're not hiding from anybody. No, I, and, and I'm, I'm not shy about you. it. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, whatever. You know, but I, that's not the point of the show. The point of the show is to feature you guys yeah. and the great and amazing people that you are, right? And, and feature your business and hopefully that gets supported and, and funded well, and, and we, we want to definitely promote what you guys are doing and be 100% behind everything well, that you guys do. Yeah. I mean, one thing I want to do make clear, because you said business a few times and obviously we are a business, we're, but we are a nonprofit and pretty Your much- organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah for and sure. I'm glad much, you clarified Yeah, that. but yeah. everybody that works, vol- we're technically all volunteers. Mm-hmm. So everybody works another- you know, they have their average 40 hour, 50, 60 hour work week and right. on their time off their weekends, their vacation days, they're doing that time to help us out, to help take the adaptive divers off. So it's not like we're just, everybody's just collecting a paycheck over here. It's, it's, mm-hmm. we're doing this in our spare time is what it is. So hundred percent. And collecting that, paychecks in other places. And collecting paychecks. Yeah. yeah to pay so you guys for, all have full-time jobs? The, every, yeah. every one of us. Yep. So you guys all have full-time jobs Yep. and you're doing this in your own time. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. I'm all, I'm already almost out of vacation time that's, for the year. That's what I keep. That's what I keep telling my yeah, boss. I'm like, stuff, I'm getting man. close. When I'm, I'm getting close. <laughs> when I'm, I don't know how I figure out a way to be on a boat and lift up yeah. tanks on my day off, but somehow, it always happens. So you guys have full time jobs. <laughs> yep. And you are spending your time, every your little free bit of free time, time. Yep. that you have, taking people with disabilities underwater and giving them purpose. Correct. You guys are beautiful people. That's why I'm crying all the time. You guys are amazingly, <laughs> absolutely beautiful people. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, yeah, man. That, love that's, I, I am so happy that you guys came in here today to talk oh, to me. Well, it's so cool that you yeah, gave us a forum you. to, you know, spread the gospel, as we say. You know, Yeah, for sure. And really, really appreciate it. Very cool. And yeah. really quick, I know Brad talked about how we will fund adaptive divers and get them through the training. We also, mm-hmm. on any dive trips that we do, um, Thresher always pays for diving. Okay. We never allow finances to be an issue for somebody. The only thing that we kind of require or ask is that you bring $20 for a tip. Other than that, we pay for everything okay. when it comes to diving. So I know financial financials are a big thing for people with disabilities Sure, a lot of the time. So we make sure that that's even. Our volunteers and our adaptive divers are all covered when it mm-hmm. comes to diving. We don't want that to cost anybody anything. Fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, the name of the game is accessibility. And, you know, I feel like... We're, we're starting to go in the right direction with, you know, accessibility where, you know, restaurants, they're starting to build ramps. They're starting to put the Moby mats on the beaches and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, unfortunately, you know, like Will says, like people with disabilities kind of get left in the dust. Um, a lot of times, you know, a lot of the focus is on, you know, what your orientation is and this and that, which is, you know, all fine and dandy. Like we all need to evolve together. But yeah, a lot of times the people with disabilities get the short end of the stick. And as soon as you put a price tag on something, it's no longer accessible for a lot of people. Right. So that's a big philosophy of Thresher is, you know, if we can provide this, but not only for the adaptive divers, but also for the volunteers. Whereas in, you know, some, some organizations to become an adaptive dive instructor, it costs over a thousand dollars. Well, with Thresher, it's goose egg. Wow. Yeah. And so we train our adaptive dive buddies for free, although it is quite a bit of labor. Um, Thresher still foots the bill to make sure the instructors mm-hmm. are taken care of. And we encourage the volunteers to, to tip their instructors because, you know, tipping culture is the, yep. the lay of the land, right? Um, 
But yeah, that's one of my favorite things about it is because we're not linked to a dive shop, right? So we're not trying to profit at all from any of our volunteers, any of our adaptive divers. We don't really want a dime from them. Yeah, I don't at sense all. that from you guys yeah. at but, all. And, yeah. And my big thing, and it's Thresher philosophy as well, is like you only get what you give. Right. And it always ends up way more in our favor, favor where if I don't charge somebody to take somebody on a dive or do a class, well, they end up making a donation that was more than I was going to charge them anyways. You know, like mm -hmm. most of the time it works like that with like paying it forward. And I feel like, you know, that's a good kind of philosophy just for everybody to live their lives is, you know, you only get what you give and correct. You know, so it has been so far, it has been working, work very well for us. And we're very blessed with our donors too, that mm -hmm. really support us and mm -hmm. are constantly there to make sure we're running and, yeah. getting things done excellent you know i want to kind of touch a little bit on what you said too about um the short end of the stick thing and mm -hmm. i could not agree more with that and you allude a little bit to some people that in today's society think they have problems you don't know problems until you have these problems yeah right yeah and i i want to be perfectly clear about that you know, and we've always tried to support that here as a studio, as a business, as a podcast, as a show. Um, you know, we, we always try to bring on veterans, underprivileged, you know, folks. And, and, you know, just we brought on the Special Olympics um, athletes before and, and oh, just, awesome. just, just awesome. spotlight, you know, like, you know, listen, these people were not dealt the same hand that the rest of us were mm -hmm. and you, you want to make certain choices with your life and be a certain way that's cool and you want society to feel for you that's fine but listen this is a different level yeah of issue that's being dealt with um and you can't run from it and you can't hide from it um so god bless all of you at this table for trying to make their lives a little bit easier and a little bit more fulfilling and a little bit more purposeful so um lot to be said for that. No. Well, it helps. We're, we're a fun group, though, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. People like hanging out with us. They like, yeah, they do like hanging out yeah. with us. Well, I mean, am I getting too serious over here? <laughs> Don't make it weird. Damn it, Tally. <laughs> trying to have an Oprah moment with you guys. Goddamn. I think. What's going on here? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but appreciate the sincerity. I mean, for like, sure. but, but, yeah. but on that line, though, like even our last trip to Bimini, like so – there, there's some dive organizations, they go on trips and, you know, they, they go do the dive and everybody, buddies go this way, adaptive divers go that way. We're, we're out in Bimini with them, you know, mm -hmm. we're, we're out at the, the restaurants, you know, shacks, a bar or something like that. And we ended up picking up uh, a couple that was one of the girls had a living with a disability mm -hmm. sauce. We got the talking. She came out and did a stingray thing with us. And now she's going to be one of our adaptive divers. She's going through the process again with her and her fiance or boyfriend. I, I don't remember. Fiance, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's just like, we're just, just being out and about, you know, yeah. we're just we're picking up people that way. Cause we're just, it's, we're all inclusive. It's just, it's not like everybody's separating or something right. like that. So. Right. Very good. Yeah. And I mean, so we, and the response we get from other people too, like when we're over in Bimini, they're like, what are you guys doing? We're like, what's up with the, all these wheelchairs? Like we're going diving. They're like, what? Yeah. We did a, a beach dive the other day at Lauderdale by the sea. And we went off at Daytona Ave and me and three other people carried a young lady who can't walk in a sling mm -hmm. all the way from the parking lot to the beach, which is sad that we have to do that, that it's not accessible, but you know, we're going to get it done. Mm -hmm. We're going to adapt and overcome. We had a great dive and on the way out, um, you know, standing ovation from 
you know, probably 50 people on the beach just like, yeah, this is awesome. So it's it's really contagious. Sure. You know, and it's, you know, when other people see it, it it's kind of like conservation, right? We're like, okay, going underneath a pier and cleaning up some monofilament, is that, you know, that's a Band-Aid on an artery. The whole goal is to like kind of push the, you know, the thinking uh, well, that, forward, I think that I was going to say, I mean, a lot of... A lot of beach cleanup and a lot of coastal cleanup and different things like that. Um, a lot of leading by example moments. And yeah. I think they're more symbolic than anything. Yeah. You know, obviously you're just, you're not even making a dent hardly right. when you're, you know, doing something like that. But I think it's more the awareness that gets raised. Um, the, it takes a village kind of attitude when you get a group of people to do a coastal cleanup. Exactly. And, you know, and I think it just makes people more grounded and more mindful of a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. I, and I think yeah. that's more the point of things like that than, you know, if, if you look at a lot of the beaches, like even like Fort Lauderdale, for example, um, they have a cleanup crew every night that comes and rakes the mm-hmm. beach. They're cleaning the beach. Yep. Right. They, they really are. Your tax dollars are paying for it. Um, but you know, that doesn't mean they're getting everything. Um, it's probably impossible for them to get everything, but I think when groups go out, it's just the symbolism of it all. And, and what that means is, yeah. is really the point. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. One of our uh, sponsors, the the Parrot, uh, they do a monthly beach cleanup in Fort mm-hmm. Lauderdale. So they, uh, I know Joe, the owner there, and uh, <clears throat> one of our girls, our adaptive divers, uh, Chris, Christina, she's a founding member of Trashy Girls Collective. So they do reef cleanups, and I knew Joe doing the beach cleanups. And mm-hmm. we kind of got together, and now every month we're doing a beach and a reef cleanup. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of cool that I started with them two three years ago doing this and now all of us are all on thresher now too so it's okay, again like great. the, the kind of connected by water so yeah. we're all connected now and joe's, joe's exactly, making these shirts for us you know? by water yeah, moment. yeah. yeah so, definitely so he's making shirts for us now just to raise a little bit of money for us to go on diving trips and stuff like mm-hmm. that and sell them at the bar and we're doing monthly beach cleanups and reef cleanups so yeah very cool so. the um you know i want to also say there you brought up reef cleanups and there's no doubt that the reefs need our help. Mm-hmm. Like the reefs are, are in trouble. Um, you know, some people want to point to fishing. I don't think that's the issue. I think the bigger issue, to be honest with you, 100% is pesticides, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. all the HOA neighborhoods mm-hmm. and the people come and spray in their coastlines, gets into the canal system, comes out, spills right out into the inlet, spills right out through our, through our sewerways and everything like that goes, and it goes right onto the reefs. Um, we see it in the algae blooms and everything more, you know, on the West coast, especially in up where St. Lucie river and, and, and the problems that we've been having too. So that is another common ground we can all kind of agree on. I think that's a bigger, bigger, that's probably the bigger problem than anything. Yeah. I would, I would yeah. absolutely yeah. agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the so. beach renourishment projects. I mean, yeah, you know, the, the beach per square foot is worth more than the reef as far as tourism. But mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I don't know what the answer there is, but I do know. You well, know, I can tell you next episode, we're going to have um, our local representative congressman, uh, Chip Lamarca, on. Okay. Um, and he is really the biggest proponent, I would have to say, in the entire state for doing beach restoration projects instead of setting aside tax dollars to make sure that it all happens. Too. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have him on to, he usually comes on probably about 
two or three times a year so far, you know, mm-hmm. to, um, to just give like lay the land, state of the union stuff of what he's doing in our local area. He's a big clean water guy and we love well, him to death. Well, I, I think, awesome. you think even with Rattlesand though, like we do focus a lot on the, the beach restoration, but mm-hmm. we don't focus, focus enough on the reef restoration. Yeah. It just kind of gets left aside a little yeah. bit because you have more tourists coming to the beach than the reefs. I know? can also then, say that our, our sponsor, Papa's Pilar Rum is probably one of the bigger proponents of getting reef work done. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they really are. Um, I actually just had a lunch with um, Steve Groth, who's the owner of Papa's Pilar Rum. Uh, I went to lunch with him maybe two, three weeks ago, and we talked about the reef program um, that they're working on, and it's massive. Awesome. And and uh, he has even gone this so far as to say that this has become his life purpose. Um, is, is to getting this done. It's going to run it all the way out to Jupiter, all the way down to the Keys. And That's awesome. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, well, if there's any way Thresher could get involved, yeah. we'd love to do something like that, yeah. too. Yeah, so, yeah definitely. Yeah. Definitely. We're going to need everyone's support. If there's not a sure. reef, there's not a beach. Yeah. You know? so it's like, come on. Yeah, so, I mean, th- what is it, 2%? I mean, we, I don't care what side of the aisle that your politics are on. You can't deny that. Yeah. And I think everyone's going to be in agreement that that needs to be restored and and, yeah. know, and, and resurrected. We work with um, the Reef Institute and Dr. Charlie Gregory. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, I know that. Yeah, and and uh, and he's figured out a way to rebirth coral, and you know, and he's going to be getting involved in that project as well, and um, you know, and uh, we also work with the Clean Waterways LLC, who's they've created the Protein Skimmer program that basically yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Is the large thing to, to help from the um, sewer spills and the fallouts and stuff that we experience. So, um, a lot of good things are happening. Yeah. I don't want to just you know bring up things and then focus on the negative things I, no, just, yeah. I a lot of times i do want to spotlight some of the positive things that are proactively happening you know and uh, really yeah. cool man yeah, yeah yeah for sure for sure but I, so. I think we're all moving in the right direction you know? i think so, so. yeah yeah I, th- I think so it's just um it's gonna take more yeah it's just gonna take more you know but you know i don't want to say we'll get there that's not a guarantee you know what i mean I, we always have to look at conservation um in this regard it's there's no goal there's no finish line it's an ongoing thing it's mm-hmm. a it's a life-changing thing you just could change the mindset and says move forward in that mindset forever rather than just saying oh, okay we've cleaned the beach we've reached our yeah. goal you know it, what I mean? it's a continuation it's never going to happen yeah and every yeah. little bit helps but it's a continuous process right. is what it is yeah, yeah for sure um so how do people find out and contact you and get involved with you What's the best way? So well, Facebook, we, Instagram, we, we, what, we, what is it? We yep. do website, have, yep. yeah, phone we do, number? We do have a website, thresheraquatics.org. Uh, okay. It is being redone right now. Okay. So they can go there uh, immediately if they do want to get in touch with us. I would go to Thresher Aquatics on Instagram mm-hmm. and just message us there. Is it at Thresher Aquatics? Uh, yeah, at Thresher Aquatics. Okay. Yes. And uh, we will get and back get to you. And they'll get you? Yep. They, yep. they will get me directly. Okay. Um, we have a few other people connected to it, but I usually respond immediately. Okay. We do have a phone number. I don't want to give that out right now but, no problem. but we, we could we can make that happen and yep. on facebook too we have same thing thresher aquatics so mm-hmm. if they message us on social media that's going to be the quickest but they can go to our website which is again still in the process a little bit but it should be up yeah. by the end of the month yeah go to instagram so yeah, yeah. yeah go to instagram it sounds and, like yeah, give us a follow too you know yeah, follow like follow. you know do all yep. that too so. 100%. Yeah. to kind of give you like a play-by-play what would happen right so you will get on instagram or facebook or message on the website and you would probably get Tally most likely because he's super proactive with it. And then Tally will let me know. And um, our uh, paperwork girl, Christina Graham, who we just couldn't do this without either. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. 
and she does the the trashy girls collective that Tally was talking about. She, they'll get them set up with the paperwork, which includes um, a lie anything that you do, right, mm-hmm. underwater or just adventure sport liability waiver, um, and you got to get medical clearance, right? So for okay. For us, you know, we would answer probably no to all the medical questions, but for somebody with a disability, they'll probably have to write yes in there somewhere. And once you write yes, you do need a doctor's clearance. Okay. So that takes some time. You know, we know that the doctors are overworked because everybody's moving to Florida. So Mm -hmm. um, as soon as they get the doctor's clearance, I will send them um, an SDIE learning code where they can start their academics. And then I get a notification once they're done. And then we start their class. Uh, I've got myself as an instructor and quite a few other ones that are just top notch. And as far as the buddy training goes, if anybody wants to come and be a volunteer, um, the same thing applies with the uh, paperwork. As far as the academics right now, we're kind of building them. Um, There's no really manual out there uh, with SDI. So we're kind of building our own Um, and that's a work in progress, but uh, they would pick a date from our calendar and that looks like a three-hour classroom session and a long, fun day at Tiger Tail Lake okay. full of really, I describe it for my divers as a rescue class on steroids where it's a lot of empathy training, right? It's not my job as an instructor to teach you to be an awesome buddy. It's That comes with time and experience working with people with disabilities. My job is to teach you empathy where I will blindfold you and you get to go diving as a blind person. Not And then you roll reversal, you switch where now you're taking somebody blind, right? So you're in each different role and then I'm going to hog tie you as fun as that sounds. No yeah, pi- I was going to no say, pineapple. Yeah, tie them up, yeah. Nope, no pineapple? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're in. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. So now you know what it feels like to be a paraplegic. And I can tell you if you are a diver, you don't know what it's like to trust somebody until you're relying on them to clear your ears oh wow on the way down yeah. right? because you can't use your arms or legs so now you're re- you're relying on somebody else and i didn't think about i that. mean we i mean if to say that we make That's it right. fun yep. is such an understatement it is i mean it's when we're laughing if that and, doesn't happen man yeah exactly it's wow super yep. slow gotta go super slow yep. and it's just you can't just whoop, yep and it's so not serious like we don't although we wor- do work with veterans oh, he said you guys are fun yeah, we yeah we we don't we we, we don't we bring him, telling people we don't bring like it. a drill sergeant vibe into it. It's like I expect you to make mistakes, and I'm going to make mistakes too, and we all learn together and grow together. Yeah. And it is it is a lot of fun, the empathy training for sure. Um, and so you can get that knocked out really quick. As far as the standards go, if you want to be uh, a scubility, which is SDI's um, adaptive program, it's mm-hmm. called scubility. Um, if you want to be a certified buddy, you have to be at least up to rescue or you have to be advanced with 40 log dives. However, like I was saying before, if you're not up to that level, we can get you there. And if you're not interested in getting up to that level, you can still come hang out and play 100%. We'll always find a place for you within the Thresher family. Fantastic. At Thresher Aquatics. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having us here. So before we cut out, what is it going to take to get a Thresher painting that we can maybe auction off? Really? Yeah, like a little Thresher Aquatics painting, maybe something similar to that, you know, or just, or, or your twist on it, you know? Something that we could maybe auction off for a little little bit of a donation there. I do have a, a <laughs> an illustration of a thresher we might be able to make a print of. All right, all right. Yeah, so I had to throw that one in there. All right, we'll see what we can do to help you out. 
Yeah. So yeah, we're, I mean, we've talked about getting involved with the, like the Delray affair. Um, we, you know, obviously artists are Mm -hmm. like-minded people with us, you know? Um, so like I got, but I got buddy that does, you know, custom leather work that does keychains for us. Very cool. And, um, you know, if it's, even if it's a coffee mug Mm -hmm. or, you know, something that, well, we have a trailer. We have, we have a, a 16 foot trailer that we take to events and everything like that. So if we're ever, maybe perhaps we can collaborate on something and you we'd know, love that. Actually. Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and, it's uh, about us. It's just about getting a word. Yeah, out we do too. fishing tournaments yeah. <laughs> and uh, shark fishing, please. shark fishing tournament. We're going to be set <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. We're going to be set up. Can, I, can I get an invite to that one uh, yeah. this year, next you weekend? Can, yeah. Yeah. The, um, the baby silkies taste better. I'm no, most, no, mostly we set up for like sailfish tournaments <laughs> yeah. and like, you know, the winter tournaments and, and seafood festivals and yeah. art festivals right. and, and, and stuff like that. So um, perhaps we can, you know, do, do, do our due diligence and help promote you guys as well. So, we would love yeah. it. Yeah, very cool. Um, thank you. Yeah, this is so much thank fun. You, thank I mean, you. We were thank all you. nervous coming yeah. here, but this is awesome. Were you yeah. nervous? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, oh, totally. yeah, yeah. I'm so intimidated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have that effect on him, especially these two guys over there. Every time yeah, they come w- in, they watch from the it takes them like a half an hour to like talk to me when they, every time they come in for a podcast episode, I don't know, that's weird. I don't know, I don't know what to do with these guys. Well, you're, you're doing an amazing thing yeah. and like just giving everybody a voice from every angle and that's what's important, you know, and as you know, not to quote Rogan, but you know, as long as we just keep talking. That's it. That's it, right? Yeah. That's yeah. it. As long as we just keep talking. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, my summation of the whole thing that we talked about, you know, Let's just talk. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's it. I, I, I see a lot of aggression and a lot of anger out there, and I think most of it is just unnecessary. Yeah, yeah I, life's I, too I think, short. Yeah, I, I think that the, I think things can be hammered out in a different way. Yeah. You know? Agreed. So, um, All right. If you're in the market for a new truck, Jeep, or a family vehicle, give our buddies over at Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram a call. Call Dean. Everyone knows if you've ever listened to an entire episode of this. So I don't know if everyone listens to the whole show, but I say the same thing every time. If you say that you're with Connected by Water and you go over there, I think you're going to get a better deal than most people. I will try that. I speak for me. I don't speak for them, but I just think that's kind of how it works. We but, won't get the undercoat right. charge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we've been drinking some uh, Papa's Pilar. And, and this, and is, this you, is just my first one. This is your first delicious. time drinking yes, Papa's Pilar. It it's is, good, right? It's absolutely delicious. Yes. Fantastic. I might, have to, uh, I might have to go through this more often now. It, it is uh, direct from the Hemingway family, and they are keeping the Hemingway tradition alive. They remind you never to be a spectator. We subscribe to that theory. Be present in your community. So do they. Right? Awesome. Cheers. Right? Yeah, cheers. Thank for, you. For sure. If you're hungry, head on over to Papa's Raw Bar. Grab yourself something off the Connected by Water inspired sushi menu. Um, I can unequivocally tell you, um, yes, it is our curated menu, but it is really, truly the best sushi in town. Um, it's like undeniably. Um, and uh, I, th- I think we're good. Listen, if you want, let's promote Carlene's chair. So if you, if you need a chair for your boat, a rocket launcher, a fighting chair, um, Ooh, anything made out of teak. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you just call <laughs> we'll, Carlene. We'll shaking and, her head. Yeah. <laughs> Do not give Tally a rocket launcher. Yeah. No, that's to, for the, I, I know, for the I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Listen, Carlene at BlueWaterChairs.com. Give her a give her a shooter an email and and get in touch with her. All right, your ego. It's not your amigo. Always do your best, and at the end of the day, just let God do the rest. And do not ever forget that no matter where we are and no matter what we're doing, we are all connected by water. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys.